right, so we are back. Another chance bending podcast. So, JD, I'm super excited today. This was the one I wanted to have for a little while now. How <laughs> how are you today? Man, all is good. All is good. Man. I love it. On this cold Wednesday morning in LA. Feel I like know. De- feel like Detroit out here, man. <laughs> it's like Detroit. Uh, all right, so we have Jeremy Tyler here. Jeremy Tyler, uh, you are a fascinating story. I'm really excited to dig in today. Yeah. How how are you today? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Like like JD said, it's cold out there, so <laughs> trying to stay warm. Yeah. Are you an LA guy? No, I'm at, I'm originally from San Diego. Uh, born and raised in San Diego. Uh, moved away very young, so I'm kind of like I've been living in LA for like ten years. Uh, in the summertime during the seasons, I mean like after the season, so. So I've been here for a while. I'm almost, I'm almost, I'm almost feel like a native. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And have you been in LA? Um, I know you're here right now. Have you, have you been here for a while? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been here uh, in the summer times from my seasons for like the last ten years. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. So, so let's get into it. I think for our audience, why don't you give them thirty seconds on you? Because I like, I like to hear you yeah. s- talk about you. But then we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get into it. We're gonna. We're gonna dig in, chop it up. Yeah, and uh, like just from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, just tell tell the audience who you are. Uh, my name is Jeremy Tyler. I I uh, I was a high school phenom uh, to forego my senior year to play as a rookie in Israel. Um, then I played in Tokyo as a pretty much a freshman in in college, and and uh, got drafted to the Warriors and. Started uh, my NBA career with them, and and I'm now. What uh, year was that? That was 2011 and 12. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, played a season with the Knicks. Spent spent some time in China, and you know, still keeping it going, and you know, fighting to get back in the NBA, and you know, just you know, that's that's been my journey the last <clears throat> the last two years is to you know I've been focusing on getting my 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 body healthy and staying on track. And uh, that's been that's been pretty much my focus to get back. So that's that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much me. <laughs> so, if you sum it up quick, as a as a quick sum up. So uh, I, I think what's really interesting about you, uh, in in my mind, is that uh, I, you know, and JD says it all the time. You're an entrepreneur yeah. because you you've been doing your own. You've been going your own way. You've been trailblazing for a while yeah. now, and I don't think people. Uh, here in 2018, 19, I think people are just now starting to respect some yeah. of the choices you've made. Do you feel like that's the case? Yeah, sometimes, you know, um, you know, coming out of school, you know, I always said that this was a, a decision that was not made for everybody. Uh, that it was, you know, you have to look at who you are individually to see if you can take steps like that. And, you know, I think now with, with you know, social media and, and the outreach of knowledge and people are, you know, building their mindsets and, you know, trying to find things that they love to do that they can make, you know, a, a business or, or something like, like me, like I love to play basketball. So being able to provide for my family early, you know, using my skills to be able to go and travel the world and, and experience new things. Uh, it, it was, it was shocking at first. It was a lot, but I think uh, because I, because I was the only one doing it. Uh, and I think, you know, now what people are doing this, you know, taking jumps, whatever it is in their life, that there's other people in like today's age that are influenced by it and have decided to make choices like that too. So it's just, you know, it's definitely different in today's age, you know, what, 
you know, people taking the next step in life and, you know, whether it's going from like high school to like, I know young guys that are like 16, 17, they already own their own business. You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, it's, it's I'm not going to say it was me leaving high school to like influence kids, but it's, it's a lot of things in life, you know, and I feel like my, my story could be one of those things. Um, are you getting phone calls from guys right now that are like, hmm, I'm thinking about maybe going uh, down your path? I used to, you yeah. know, like it was a bunch of kids call. Like, I mean, it was more, it was more so like I talked to Emmanuel Moutier when he came to China. Uh, and he had just left after high school and go to college. Um, and, you know, just people would call for like interviews on the ball boy. Uh, what was his name? Mello? Mello. No, Mello. Mello. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he left that. high school. Yeah. Right. But yeah, no, it's just, you know, but early on, you know, it was a lot of guys, you know, like, especially right after uh, I left that was calling. And, and I would tell them, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough. It's tough to be in a, you know internationally by yourself. You gotta have the plan right, but uh, you know it's, it definitely gives you a level of responsibility at a young age that like you know you you can take throughout the rest of your life and, and try to be a couple steps ahead. You know and you know as far as mindset. So when whenever there is something that you're in love with that you want to do, as far as starting a new business, that is something you could do well because it's something you always you know wanted to do or. Or, or put together on your own based off of your experiences. So. Yeah, for for uh, for our audience, I don't think people realize what a trailblazer you were and what a big move it was yeah. at the time, right? Like, uh, this was only Brandon Jennings had really done this, right? Yeah, but he had left. He had left after his senior year, right? And I left after my junior year. So this was this was one of a kind. Yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. You were 17 at the time? <laughs> I was 17, I just turned 17. Yeah, I, you just, um, I was thinking about that before you said that. I think Melo might have, LaMelo yeah. is the only other kid that might have done it. I but. think he left as a junior too. Yeah. So he played his senior year, but as a high school player. Right. J.D., yeah, do you remember, right, 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 do you remember right. uh, reading about this and of seeing course, this? Of course, I mean, I'll speak to what um, Jeremy said a, uh, a minute ago. Like, it's, it's no fabrication when he said he was a high school female he was the number one player in the country he's a he was a grade lower than me um two, i graduated 09 he graduated 2010 and um that was in like the boom of like if you was a high school basketball player you knew all about rivals everybody used to go yeah. on rivals, <laughs> rivals was it? so like oh seven was like uh who was that d rose and I think that might have been Kevin Love. Kevin Love, yeah. D Rose. I think Beasley. Beasley was in that. Was Durant in there? Or 06? I think Durant was a year ahead of them. Ahead of them. Yep, yep, yep. He was. And yeah. that 08, like you just mentioned, that was Brandon Jennings and Tyreek Evans and Greg Monroe. And our year was John Wall and Cousins and Favors. Yeah. Jeremy Tyler was the guy right with them for the next class. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Well, who's like doing anything like that? Uh, Kyrie was in that class in my class. That's that's NBA doing well. Um, I don't really remember. I remember. I'm not even just saying this because you. I remember you. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. like everybody knew. Everybody knew Jeremy. Like, oh, <laughs> oh shit, Jeremy Tyler. <laughs> but yeah, like when he dropped, like okay, we saw um, Jennings do it. Like all right, he he couldn't qualify for Arizona. I believe he was going to Arizona. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my Did you son. go to Arizona? Well, I grew up there. I spent four years there, so wow. I, you know, I'm a fan of the program. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, 
Lou Olson uh, was there. Yeah, I'm a Lou Olson fan. I'm less he of a Sean Miller fan. School. I just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. I didn't want to cut you off. But yeah, so everyone saw when B. Jennings did it, and it's like, cool. Like, he couldn't get into college. Go make money right away. You're a pro. Um, yeah. But when he did it, it's like, yo, he forgot his senior year of high school. Like, how I want does, to make how does a kid now. from San Diego do that? Right? You live in heaven. Right? Yeah. You live in heaven. You are the man in San yeah, Diego. I right? I mean, I was like putting up 40 plus a night, 20 plus rebounds. So it was just like, you know, my dad and my coaches, it was just like, you know, we had this whole thing mapped out. You know, I, I, uh, I when I was in high school, we actually played a, a high school basketball tournament in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we had like a different level than you. Was it Torrey Pines? It, we went to Torrey Pines and we went to yeah. Bishop School. Oh, Bishop and, Montgomery. <laughs> and we looked around at the girls and we were like, this is this is unbelievable. Like, they are like, beautiful. Oh my God. Yeah, for, San for, Diego. Like, for us, like, San for, Diego is, is a beautiful place. So so how, 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 do you, how, how do you decide in your head? You're like, man, I'm just on a plan? Like, how, does, no, how, I, do you, how do you make <clears> this choice? How do you trailblaze like this? I mean, with something this big, it, it definitely wasn't just me. So I had, like, you know, Sonny Vicaro was involved. You know, once once we made the decision to leave school, uh, you know, my my agent was involved. Um, was Sonny was he in from the beginning, or was he in after you sort of made the decision? No, nah, he was in. Uh, my dad and Sonny met uh, when I was at Camp Next. You remember Camp Next? Mm-hmm. It was like the the younger version of the ABCD camp. Yep. So uh, they had met there, and I I played really well in the camp, and they developed a relationship. And I can think it was my tenth grade year. And then going into my eleventh grade, uh, you know, he's been a was a part of the family, and you know, we was had really not like long talks about things, and you know, we all decided as a unit that this was something we wanted to do, and and be a, like the trailblazer to something that, you know, it was it was more so about like college kids, and you know, I, I don't have a problem with college. It's not like I mean, I, I probably would have had a lot of fun in college, um, but but there's some life experiences that I've uh, I've you know, I've dealt with that like college wouldn't like been able to give you. Um, and there's some experience in college that overseas couldn't give you, but you know, that's everybody, you know, got their own, their own mission on things and they go about it the way they do. And, and that's why I said before, it's not for everybody, but you know, I'm here now, you know, I'm, I'm happy with who I am and, and, um, you know, I'm still fighting, still grinding, still got the same vision, the same goal and things. And, you know, just trying to see to it. It's it's impressive. Me and um, Jeremy have spent a lot of time together over like the last month. Um, so I've seen this happen multiple times because Jeremy just has that gregarious personality. He doesn't know a stranger. <laughs> so um, I, I, it's impressive when you get to start saying all the places you've lived. Oh man, up to the age of twenty-seven years old. Could you <sighs> could you do this for the audience? Oh man, so. I- First year I lived in uh, Haifa in Israel, uh-huh. um, which is beautiful. Beautiful, just like around the beach. Yeah, uh, I was seventeen, so I had no. I mean, if, if I go now, I'm probably, I'm probably I'll, I'll, like I'll have more fun. <laughs> right, right. But uh, yeah, I was just so young; it was shocking. But that was dope. Uh, it was the the season didn't go as well as I would like it to. to. <clears throat> but the city was amazing. Uh, after that, I went to Tokyo. 
I lived and in 17 Tokyo. still. I was I was 18 in Tokyo. Okay, 18. And I live first of all, this is the biggest city I've ever been to in my life. Uh, and I live right in the center of Harajuku, which is like the fashion district. Um, and I, I like like I had a really good season, but it was cut off. Are you catching up? Yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, I it was cut off by like that 9.8 hurricane. I mean, a uh, uh, earthquake. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so I was there for that. It's so funny that came up. Yeah, we were recording yesterday. Like, it's, yeah, it's amazing how that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was like one of the craziest experiences ever. <laughs> And then so after that, you know, I went, I played with the Warriors for uh, pretty much two seasons, what, a, a, like a year and a half. And uh, and then I went to the Knicks. And then I lived in um, China for three years, in three different cities in China. Um, yeah. like, a, like the smallest city that was considered one of the smallest was like four million people. <laughs> it was like, Was you that know, the craziest of all? China had to be the craziest. China was the craziest. Yeah. I, like, I would have there to were think. some things that... In China, that just you know, I don't know how people from America can, like would be able to take it. It's just what what were you what were you eating in China? I mean, my first year there, I was I was so scared to eat anything. I was just like McDonald's or whatever I know. It was like go with what you know. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you know, once I got like you know, I had really good vets on my team in China. My like my first team kind of gave me the ropes on how to how to <laughs> like how to survive in China. And there's a lot of things you just don't eat. You know, there's a lot of places you don't go to, but you just got to be just aware of what you, you know. And the and the team is aware. Like teams are aware that our stomach is, is processed food different, like that that food differently. So yeah, but yeah, China is probably definitely the the wildest. But no, I, I've I've I lived in Sydney, Australia. Uh, I lived in um, the Philippines. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean that's a I've been like all around, you know. Everywhere. Everywhere, just. Trying to, you know, just doing my college, like my college learning with basically, learning. Yeah, you're like college abroad, basically. Yeah, yeah. college abroad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> learning, learning basketball. <laughs> what would you say over the last 10 years of all those different places? I'm sure that you're not the same person at 17. At oh, absolutely not. What, what do you say that culture experience did for you? Like, you know, the, you know what it did, you know, before leaving, the world seems so big. But traveling, like, the world's gotten so much smaller. Like, I bump into people from, like, China. Like, yesterday, a, a girl from China was <clears throat> was was driving me uh, my Uber, and she was from, like, the small city that I was playing in, and she was familiar with who I was. And I was like, I didn't think any, because there's so many people in China, it's just, like, for her to, to, like, know I'm in that city, to be in L.A., like you're just like, oh man, it seems like the world would be so big, but it's it's really not, you know. And it's just that's wild. That's wild, right? Yeah. Like, so we had Parker on here, um, maybe a few weeks ago. Yeah. And one of the topics was um, overseas basketball players having a very big entrepreneurial spirit, and I think uh, just like anything, if you compare and contrast an NBA career to a European career, of course, NBA got so many advantages. Oh exposure, man, but. I think that if you have the right type of personality while playing overseas, oh, it yeah. can be an advantage because think about it. You have a network in Tokyo, Japan, yeah. in Israel, mm -hmm. in China, yep. in Sydney, Australia. You know what I'm saying? Like You have fan bases all over the world. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but no, you, you're totally right. You know, if you can just like relate it to like, uh, like being here in America, like, yeah, there's like certain things you can do. 
like there's certain relationships by being or like being yourself and or like you know ex open like I'm very outgoing guy you know I I'm like a people person I get along with everybody um, I have a very in most scenarios business oriented mindset so like I like I see like the values in relationships around the world and just like the values here in America but you know my outreach in America is different than it is when I'm like playing in Tokyo right. uh, or playing in like Sydney Australia you know especially where they speak English right. so it's like you know developing relationships and you know and, and like I said before like trying to find things that you love to do off the court mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and turning those into something that you can you know make money and have revenue off, off of right. Uh, so whatever it is, like, uh, I don't know, in Australia, they, they love fitness, and I love fitness, and that's something that can correspond with, like, me wanting to go in business and doing, like, some sort of fitness in Australia, you know, just, like, little yeah. things like that. So, like, I got a lot of connections with, with people to, like, see those through, but, you know, it's just everything, especially when you're playing basketball, even in the NBA, guys are, guys are doing a lot of things off the court, but you have to, to balance how much, you know, you can do a basketball and do what your business is off the court. Like as far as like putting people in the right place to see that things are successful, you know, while you're focused on one thing. But uh, I think I think everybody's scenarios are different. Um, so like, you know, if I had like, you know, things going in China and I'm trying to play here in America, like I'm not gonna be able to be on that 4 a.m. phone call. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's such a good point, right? I mean, uh, you know, I'm dealing, I, I deal with uh, various uh, NBA players with mm -hmm. some of their entrepreneurial pursuits, and there is a balance, mm -hmm. right? Uh, a lot of guys like to talk about it, right? Like KD and yeah. his, his investment portfolio and everything. Yeah. But uh, you're right, like, you are in the business of playing basketball. Like, yeah. you can't forget that. Yeah, yeah, that no piece, way, no way. Right? And, and you know what? You know what's crazy? Like, every, like everybody's different. You know, some guys feed off of that and like it makes them better, like on the court. Like they they like they feed off of all the things that that they have accomplished as far as off the court, whether it's just like promoting themselves. Um, but there's guys out there that that actually have, have gotten more confidence, like better just like doing like like being like really into like the commercials, into the foundations and going around speaking to kids and like like Sometimes that stuff can be a little distracting if, if you know if you let it. But a lot of it, a lot of it actually encourages guys to to go out and, and set an example on the basketball court. Do you see a different level? Like you, you've been in both NBA and overseas. Yeah. When when you, with the NBA guys, are they more business minded? I think there's more business opportunity in the NBA, especially you know think about the guys that are playing international. There's only a few few places where they can even communicate <laughs> like as themselves without a translator or like some broken of their language you know so you know being in america where you know i feel like america is so strong everybody's mind is going so fast so you'll get a kid that like sees the value in and 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 putting your face on a headband yeah. versus like when you're in another country it's like some kids can't even get to you yeah. you know or like have that that those those different like angles to even like have ideas like that, and like you know people, I, I feel like here like people maximize those things. Like you were on that. Uh, did was Mello? Yeah, Mello was on. Yeah, Mello's on my team. So you saw Mello like? Did you see all of his business interests and in it? 
I, I, yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah. I think I was more because, uh, dude, I grew up loving Amari Stoudemire. Like he was like, oh yeah, my same position, like my idol. I remember him <laughs> giving me a pair of socks in like ninth grade, and I wore them for two straight years. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I told him that story, but yeah, I actually hung around with with Amari a lot, and just to see the way he is off the court and like yeah, the business is, oh man, he's on point. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, like it's, it's, it's not even just, it's him, but it's like the people he put in place to make who or what Amari Stoudemire is. Yeah, is. Sure. He's really sharp. You he's really sharp. I mean, I know a little bit, but tell, tell me more. I mean, he's just, first of all, as you already know, he's very eccentric, very in tune with art. Like, yeah. Really, really big art investor. Mm -hmm. Um. And like I think through his experiences through injuries, he's gotten into the health industry. You remember he was doing? Did you do the wine baths with him? I didn't do the bath with him, but I know he did the bath. Not with him. <laughs> I, not with him. But did he ever take you to the place where he did that? No, no, no. But I remember, you know, we we talked about it. It was yeah, yeah. yeah he's really into like you guys on farm. Yeah. You know, he's he's really into like open minded to a lot of things. I think he was doing spiritual gangster clothing line and just like. You know, very religious, and you know, you know, he's playing in Israel now. Yeah, yeah. he got. Yeah. A, he's the owner of the team. right? He's the partial owner of the team. Right, right, right. <laughs> so he's like, you know, he's always been like a guy that you know that I, I looked up to on the court and off the court. Yeah. You know, I spent time with like him and his family, uh, and just to see the way like how his whole world works for him to be as successful. It's like I feel like you know a lot of people have the ambition and the, and even the plan, even and like they even execute, yeah. but. You know, I think we as people we're designed to see that, but I don't think we're designed to do it alone. So like he has a great, you know, group of people, and I and like I would suggest everybody. You know, I know you want to, you know, try to, you know, a lot of people can do it on their own, but I feel like if you had like a team of you know people that's on the same mission as you, that uh, that all want the same thing, that has a same common goal, I think that's. Those those ideas and structures are most successful for the longest. And I respect that perspective coming from you, because being a kid of your stature at a young age, you know you got everybody wanting to be around you. So yeah. you've seen every type of person yeah. and how oh, they man. benefit your career and how yeah. they don't. Benefit and how they don't career. exactly. So and and like sometimes that there's a fine line between someone that can benefit you and someone that don't. Right. And like there's sometimes you can see someone that don't, sometimes you can't. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it, it takes maturity and takes experiences throughout life to kind of know how to even pick the people around you. Exactly. So do you feel like, uh, how do I ask this the right way? Do you feel like the NBA, do you feel like it constrains guys like Amare and yourself? Who You guys are talented at so many different things. Mm -hmm. You express yourself. You're creative. You're artists in some sense. Yeah. You're entrepreneurs. Does it constrain you or do you feel like it, it's a springboard? Like... You know, I, like, was the NBA actually holding Amari down in, at the end? I think without the NBA, Amari wouldn't wouldn't be able to do anything that he's doing. Only because the NBA is putting him in a position to have the relationships, to have the, you know. I mean, obviously, he can probably do whatever he, he wanted to do in life. But I feel like, you know, if, if you really, this I guess the thing about life, like, if you really focus on what you want to do, you have to see see the long terms. So, like... I wouldn't say like let's say LeBron's love is to make movies and, and to be a to be a part of you know like that that business world, but he's still playing basketball. Um, I'm gonna distract myself. 
This is normal for our podcast. Oh, yeah. JD, so, so to our audience, JD just got a phone call, totally normal. <laughs> don't even, no, this is very free-flowing. So yeah, even, yeah, yeah. Yeah, normal. so like, um, I kind of totally lost track where I was going. Uh, you were you were talking about Amare and sort of uh, being constrained, and then you were saying with LeBron, yeah, and sort of enabled, yeah, yeah, you but know, you, with but, the movies and so yeah. forth. Yeah. No, you said, is it like playing basketball, does it hold you down from your other talents? Yeah. I think I think basketball, like you got guys that are really good, but then I think there's a level of mental stability where you have to know the the values and the importance of the timing. And you know, if, if you know if LeBron wanted to make movies, or you know if I want to do music, or Amari wants to 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 own teams, I think it, everything has a time. Uh, and I think that like you know, you, like I wouldn't say it, it's holding. Like basketball is holding Iman Shumpert back from his music career. Right. I just feel like you have to have the mental stability to know the timing on things. And I think that he's got a championship. Like I think it was timing on things, you know, like so like if you really truly love to be a chef, you know, you're in the NBA, but you know, you don't want to like focus too much on chefing, but you're not like you're not getting better at chefing, but because you're just focused on basketball. Uh I wouldn't necessarily just like say that that's that's like holding him back. I would say that like any like any guy that really truly wants that will, will understand the value of the time. Yeah, JD, how was that call? No oh, man, <laughs> it was a great call. <laughs> I was just wondering something before I left, though, Jeremy. Um, I'd love to hear your perspective on how you view the landscape, and you touched on it a little bit, but. The landscape of today, because like when you made the decision, it was taboo. It was like yeah, it was like you don't even know how to. 2010, I think we were st- like that's when Twitter was hype. Like, could you imagine if you Twitter had- was Twitter had a little hypeness. That was that was crazy when yeah. Twitter. It was like MySpace and Twitter. But like Facebook. right right now, say you're in the class of 2019. Uh uh-huh. Well, not even say you're in the class of 2020. Uh uh-huh. And you're a junior in high school. Like I like, know you got to look at it today. Like yo, if I had the exposure to these. Oh my now, goodness. There's some videos of some things that's happened in games, some yeah. plays, some dunks. That if if those was recorded, like I'm sure they recorded, but I don't know how to find the footage. Like it would have been all, all over Instagram. You know, things is different. You just gotta just take it, take it in. You know, take did it in strive. Did we have Baller's Life and all that stuff in 2010? There was Baller's Life. Were, that's that's were kind they of on was you? a mixtape, but it was different. It was like it was different. You would have to be a hooper, like yeah, no, to, I, to I, watch I, it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. Now, like like now, it's like comes up on like people's feet that don't even play basketball. Because like I, a, I remember watching you on like I also would look at like 24 seven draft or, or NBA draft on net. Yeah, right, yeah. and and like you were right up there. Yeah, right? and like that's how you watch those videos. Yeah. And now people just watch those videos. I mean, you go right to videos, someone, right? you know, hoops, like was it House of Hoops? Yeah, House of Highlight. High, like, you know, all these different platforms to put, you know, to get all this different exposure. And like, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business too. So like, you know, like kids are getting all this exposure, you know, that are, that are actually like these, like this Zion Williamson kid is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Like. The stuff he's doing, yeah. even since being able to see it in high school, like yeah. I'm not saying I was anywhere near like jumping out that athletic, but you could the, hoop though. Like, the, you know, I was hooping, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is, you know, so I just got to take that and take what I know about what I know and take today's age 
and see just like in anything. But see these how kids you, know how to promote themselves now. Right. Yeah, right? they're good at it. Because it's it's you know what's like you would say, Takashi Six Nine is good at promoting himself. I but mean, look what he's promoting. I, I you mean, know what I'm saying? He's yeah, you had to bring up a special case. <laughs> <laughs> I just like bringing up. No, this is what's your I, I what's talk. your Takashi opinion? I really don't have one. You don't have a Takashi. Everyone like has a Takashi opinion. I don't even like seeing him on my feeds yeah. or my recommendations. I feel bad for the kid. Yeah. You know, he was just trying to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants to be famous. He was just trying to be the coolest. And if it takes him to be that wild, to be that cool, then it's not cool. Yeah. So you have the mature opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it was beyond music. It was just image and, you know, like the influence he has on the youth was just out of control. I think producer Alex and I have uh, the same opinion. We're just like, fuck this guy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want. Yeah, I don't want anybody to go to jail. But I also, you know, I also understand that things happen for a reason. If it takes him to have to be the pioneer, <laughs> right, and show you that hey, maybe this is not cool, then you know, then you got to bite the bullet on that. Yeah. Speaking of this topic, that's a great segue. Um, I think we've discussed your career and all of that but I think people I know people don't realize how much other stuff you've gotten into off the court and one of them being music ah uh, yeah look uh yeah I do a lot of this guy can sing man I do a lot of music off the court man you're a singer uh I like yeah I write sing and produce wow so what uh tell the people what you're working on I'm actually like in a in a little place where I'm just just trying to do what I love to do and just do it for love. And, you know, when the time that I do have to do it, you know, I'm working working on uh, getting my knee a little healthier. So I haven't, like, had a lot of time to do music. But, you know, when I'm overseas, and, and especially in, like, China and places that I can't understand what they're saying, <laughs> like, I have a lot of time, downtime, and, you know, like, by myself. What's your stuff like? Like, what do you mean, like? Like, what's the flavor? What's the... Dude, I got like, I really don't know, what would you door. say? Party Next Door? Something kind of. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, like a, it's a wide range. R&B kind of. Like I don't today. Know. Has a little 90s yeah. in there or something? Uh, I wouldn't say 90s. I yeah. hope not. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, no, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely like a way that I can, you know, express like the other side of me, you know? Yeah. And, and like, you know, it's definitely a way where I can get, you know, kind of get like, my like my voice heard to myself. Like I only sing it to you know not a lot of people hear my music. Yeah, you, you know. Never, you never put nothing out, right? I never put nothing out. Oh yeah. man. We so were I... we were riding an Uber to it this weekend though. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, he kept saying, put that on, put that on. <laughs> oh man. You know the audience is going they're gonna want to hear it just a little piece. Oh man. Um, so release a single man. So I gotta get something. I know. We, we need a single. Some, I gotta put something together. What's the last what's the last song you played on on Spotify? The last song I played on Spotify was St. John. St. John. Yes. Yeah, swoosh. Swoosh. Sweet. All right. Yeah. See, we're, we're learning you. Yeah. We're learning you, Jeremy. That that song will give you a, a, a really big clue of, like, my energy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because that's just, like, I feel like music like that, like, there's certain songs that will be, like, you know, this vibe should be, like, my background music <laughs> to life. Because it's, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just my BPM is, like. You know, I'm always like, you know, I, I, like I wake up in the morning, just you're up, ready to go. I'm happy. I'm just, you know, have a, I'm enthused. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ready to, 
to, to like get the day started. I'm always just like JD. What's this guy like on the weekend? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm easy going, man. I sleep on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I think it's twofold with him though when it comes to music because we discussed it a little little bit this past weekend. Like, yeah, he has the artistry side and the creative side, but. You got into business a little bit. You were managing the artists at the, at the time. You were dealing with talking to labels. Like, yeah, you have, a little, you have a little Diddy in you. No, I know Diddy. Well, <laughs> so basically, what I did was I I put like uh, three of my my like really close friends, they're producers, and like I learned everything I knew from them. Uh, and and you know we was just producing records and you know trying to get records out to artists, and you know we got a couple uh, placements with you know different artists and. And uh, you know, actually was dealing with a lot of different like A and R's and and uh, so we had a, a a kid come and you know we all kind of locked in on him and you know and he's got signed. Uh, he was actually was actually co-managing him with with uh, D two Entertainment and um, so now like he had signed with Strange Music and Real Craig is his name. And, What's his uh, name? Rio Craigan. Rio Craigan. Yeah, but like it was like for me, it was just more so he was like a little bro. Like, you know, he's he's yeah. still like my little brother. And uh, you know, and I believe in his career so much and I really I really believe in him. So I just you know, I whoever I knew or met or came across that can can help our vision, you know, then that was just what I was doing. So it wasn't like, yo, I'm your manager. It was like I'm like your big bro that that really Organic. Cares. Organically, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But you know, obviously, that there's like there's a business aspect to it, as far as my producers, uh, like the guys that were working with them and stuff. So. I th ben, I think you before we uh, started recording, we talked about it a little bit, um, and I think it, it's it's right on point. Jeremy embodies what it means to be a true entrepreneur because like. He doesn't even realize it at that time. No, right? he, he was like, I'm not an entrepreneur before before we started talking. Yeah, I was today. like, is that being an entrepreneur? I don't I mean. But that, you know, like, what did you say? Like, Let's see, you're producing music, you're singing, you have interest in all sorts of things going on. You trailblazed yeah. uh, out of high school, yeah. done something no one's ever done. And like, like you said, the, the what did, you termed it a certain way. The guy. Oh, who, the entrepreneurs. Like, I. Only entrepreneurs call themselves entrepreneurs. Right. right? A entrepreneur. I like that. Entrepreneur. A entrepreneur. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So um, it's it's impressive. But yeah, like his basketball career in itself is entrepreneurial. No one did what he's doing. Musically he creates and um like he said, like naturally got into a situation where he would manage and you were dealing with labels and negotiations and putting your own money, investing into a kid. Yeah. I mean, that's entrepreneur. As soon as you put your mo own money up, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, skin in the game. <laughs> right. Skin in the game. Skin yeah. in the game is everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting how everything is sort of melting together a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have sport, you have music, you have business. All of it's combining and turning into like, in my mind, it's storytelling, right? It's telling yeah. incredible stories. And that might be video, that might be audio and and making your ears sound you know so yeah and it's, it's everything combined just being relatable you know yeah. like you know believe it or not like to be an athlete and to be really good i feel like they gotta be good at a lot of different things so like you'll be surprised how many athletes that are really good in basketball but are really good in music because they're influenced by music they listen to music their whole life that's the one thing they did 
probably longer than basketball is listen to music. Not even do music, but listen to music. So it's like, you know, like the like my angle with, with the music aspect is like like when I come out with like something, I got a lot of stuff. I don't know what to come out with first, but uh just kinda, you know, give give like guys that can relate to me, whatever whatever you're doing that, you know, that this is this is like now I'm singing or like making writing for them. You know, Who's writing. fire right now? Is Kyrie fire? The music? Yeah. See the difference, like like I don't want to speak on that. Uh, <laughs> I actually like it though. I like it. I think it's really dope. I uh-huh. think it's like that song that was from the movie. Uh, yeah. I forget. Yeah, well, super dope, super funny. dope. And you know, I've heard that he's like a good. I'm mean, I've never like been in the studio with him or anything. Yeah. but I've heard good things about you know his music. Uh, you gotta big up your guy. You was playing for playing it for us all night last night. Oh, who? Uh, oh man, I think like see what I think an artist is. It's like. Like when you can put like your identity through your music, like when I heard uh, uh, Shump, like like I hear Shump, like who he is, like through his music, and and, and I think that's where music should be versus like, you know, I want you to be able to hear like me through my music, like hear who I am, uh, and a lot of music today is is is, you know, good voices, but like I don't think a lot of people are writing those those songs, singing them and like vocally producing their self because they because they hear like what like how they want it to be like it's like a lot of people in the studio you know like I've been in the studio with Iman and I've never been in, I've only been in the studio with Iman but like it's just him and he's just writing and you know he's got his engineer there he's got his you know people that that he has in his team that's but it's it's him he's like you know so that's just like you know that inspired me a lot you know seeing that and um I just want to like you know when when mine is out, just to try to show who I am, so you get a sense of me. Um, but like I said, everything has timing. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I think Iman is is dropping his music at the right time. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys, other guys we, <laughs> we were talking about that, you know, maybe is you know I don't shy from anybody's love of anything. You know, if you love something, then I'm and I love all people, so I'm happy you're happy. Uh, but uh, it, it's all timing, you know. That's why I was just like, I just want to get a little better. I, I want to get, you know, things structured before I want to drop something, you know. But it's coming, man. So, so <laughs> when you drop something, Kit, will you come back and yeah, oh yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll put it on. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, last thing that I can think of is to diversify my man's portfolio a little bit. He mentioned it a little bit when he said health industry. I know what you're talking about with Sydney. Um, get into the background of Rise Nation. I don't think people know the Jeremy Tyler background with that. Oh man, I just the same way, dude. I just uh, I've been to Rise so much, and uh, when they first opened, I thought it was an amazing way of cardio, like a new wave of like getting to like peak, you know, like your fitness peak. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do, so like it'll separate, it'll define. Tell people what it is. So Rise Nation is a versa climbing class. It's a it's a you know 30, 30 to forty minute class on the versa climber, um, and it's it's the that vibe. That thing will it. just kick the crap out of you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like this. Okay, I demonstrate. It's kind of like this like long standing pole thing with two handles for your hands and two pedals for your feet, and you're standing up, and you're just doing this. 
<laughs> yeah. you're, you're just going basically like you're climbing. Just, you're like climbing. A, like you're climbing out of a cave or something like climbing that. Climbing out of a cave. Uh, and it's like, it's super, it's a high intensity class. Uh, but it's like all dark lights going crazy music. The, 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 uh, it's just a good vibe. It's a good vibe. And I got into it. Uh, just like another source of just taking, getting away from like the norm, like basketball, getting away from like, you know, just think like the track running for, 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 for 15 years of basketball, just like finding another way to like, you know, get like stay fit and do cardio and like st- have fun doing it. So it was, um, was it a Sydney thing? No, no, no. So I, I he, he's saying, saying, he's like saying why would I think about, you know, fitness in Sydney if, you know, this part. So. So yeah, so before I even played in Sydney, I would do Rise Nation all the time. And and uh so my friends had brought me there and I thought it was a, like this is dope. Like this I've never even yeah. you know, I've never been yeah. like before that I'd never been to a soul cycle class. So I was like, yo, this is crazy. And um so so my boy had opened up another one in Miami and I flew out like flew down and I I, I like helped him out. Uh like as far as just like just doing that hands-on stuff. Just, it's, it was like his project, and it was like one of my good friends. So I was like, I'll come and just like kick it, and you know, and then uh, so I, you know, with that, I was like, you know what, this would be a really good idea to open up one of my own. So like, that's just something that I've been thinking about. That's going to be in the works. Uh, me open up uh, a Rise Nation soon. I don't know if I can say that like that, but that sounds dope. That sounds super like that. dope. <laughs> but that's just I'm just speaking out loud because I really want. That's something I really want to do. And I lived in Australia. So when I was there and I saw how big fitness was, yeah. and they didn't have nothing like it, um, you know, I hit my boys up and it was like, there's there, there's actually one in Melbourne, but Sydney is like more of a beach beach town, which is more closed off like yeah. at the beach. Like yeah. everybody wants to be fit. Like, I mean, I have my shirt on at the beach. <laughs> but... But yeah, so that's something that like you know that I want to get into that I'm into. You know, I'm into fitness. You know, I'm. It's like getting into things that you're into is is like I feel like for like the young entrepreneurs out there, like if doing something that you're into doing will only give you a better platform to like be the best at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like you know, most times we do things because it's either available or it's just like that's what it is for right now. Like, this is the easiest way. To get money like right now versus like doing something you really love to do, you know, like you love doing. Totally. Then you're gonna be great at it. Like you're gonna think of new ideas. You're gonna expand like just like what this thing is. Like now as a baby because like you're, like you're nurturing this baby now. Seems like you you have a long term perspective. Yeah, you're, you're playing the long game now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's paying sure. off for you, and so you're starting to see it. Yeah. To give you dividends and, yeah, now, yeah. and so now you're fully committed yeah yeah but the short game is like it's you know it's a balance it's a short game too it's like you know you if you can you know do like uh i don't know something quick to make make money to, to lead to this big place you know then like those things you got to do too you yeah. know what's 2000 the rest of 2018 and 2019 have in store for you like what do you mean like what's next up what's next up Get back on the court and uh, you know get in the right place that fits and uh, you know start started uh, start like utilizing all these um, connections and just like just be like first things first is to get back on the court and with that that opened up a lot of avenues to like a lot of different things and I feel like sky's the limit like <laughs> yeah man I'm so excited for you 
Uh, I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks, I feel thanks, like Samir, thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, I feel like you're doing so many cool things, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a great story. You, I mean, I was looking forward to this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, <laughs> Jeremy. You know how Lil Yachty called himself uh, King of the Youth. King of the Youth. Yeah, he does. Does he? I think so. King oh, of the wow. Youth. Some of the youth. Yeah. I think that uh, you being a trailblazer, like yeah. you, you the OG of the youth. Like, <laughs> OG. I think, the OG of the youth. That's OG crazy. Because like, I, I got guys like my age that. All right. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, the people OG will look back youth. and be like, this guy like figured it out like way early. I do feel like an old man sometimes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, 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 I mean, only in basketball terms. In basketball I mean? terms, but like, I'm 27. And I've This is my 10th year out of high school. Like, my 10th year out of high school. Bro, I'm like 43. Yeah. Trust me, it gets ugly. Like, just enjoy 27 right now and be like, fuck yeah. It. Fuck it. No, yeah. 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 No, I'm enjoying for sure. Yeah. So, what, what I was saying though was like, with you being like, I feel like you can be an instrumental voice within that youth culture because, like, at 17 years old, you jumped in the water. So, like, yeah. Whether it's a basketball player, whether it's whoever it is at a yeah. young age, you could be 17 to 25. Like, yeah. What would you say? Like, what would be your parting words of wisdom to whoever is thinking about doing something or whatever? Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this last thing with like a little story to go with it. Cool. So like growing up, uh, you know, I always value like when NBA players come down and speak to us as kids, and uh, and they'll always say, and this was like, you know, you're so excited to see him, and they'll always <laughs> say at some point that maybe to none of you guys will make it to the NBA. It's a zero zero chance, zero zero one percent chance <laughs> that anybody in this room will make it to the NBA. And like, I used to always remember that. And I used to like, sometimes like, I wasn't good at first, but sometimes like I always think about that and be like, damn, it ain't gonna be me, it ain't gonna be me. And then, you know, once I, I obviously that wasn't my mindset the whole time, cause I made it to the NBA. And when I started talking to kids, I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna say, hey, like, you almost gotta be crazy enough to believe that out of a hundred million kids in your age right now, that you are the best one. I feel like if you have that like, this is it or nothing mindset, like at that age or like whatever it is, whatever it is you're doing, if you if, if you can believe that out of all the things that can stop you and all the, the, the people that's probably doing the same thing you're doing, that you are the number one. If you can truly believe that and believe it's you, then like the sky's the limit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know exactly what you mean. You got to be that crazy to believe it's you. Yeah. Like, I know it's me. Like, maybe people don't understand the steps you got to take, the 5 a.m. wake-ups, the I can't hang out tonight, or the, you know, uh, washing your socks a certain way, or, you know, maybe people don't understand that. But you know it's you. So I think that, like, if people live with that, like, especially as a young age, like, to know it's them. And then, like, there's no backup plan. Like... It's it's just strong mindset. It's just whatever it is, I'm doing it. Nothing's nothing else matters. There's nothing else. So makes sense. That's my uh, young OG. <laughs> <laughs> you the the OG the, the which OG of the youth. Yeah, yeah. The OG of the youth. <laughs> that was yeah. my that was my last. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my last question: Would you advise uh, McDonald's kids today to go G League? Because that just changed mm. this year. Would you, would you advise them on that? Would you, 
was like, do you think that's a good thing, a bad you thing? You know the rule with the G League? No, I don't know the rule now. So G League just passed the rule where um, it's going to be a committee, basically, that selects a group of maybe 20 to 30 kids. I don't know the number. Is it only McDonald's kids? See, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's basically 24 McDonald's kids. So I think it might be maybe a slightly bigger group than that, but kind of the McDonald's kids. So, like, if you make it to the McDonald's, you pretty much made it. Yeah, I'm sure all <laughs> of those kids, maybe plus 10. Um, oh, wow. And it, it gives you an option. Like, okay, if you have been uh, selected by this committee, you're eligible for this rule. And it says that instead of going to college, you can come play in a G League for $125,000 salary. But is it like the top twenty five players? Basically, yeah. It's just an alternative, it's, right? It's the, yeah. The I, don't know if is, I like that. That's weird. Everyone has said that. I, I don't think I like that. I talked to um, two former McDonald's All Americans in yeah. the past few years. Yeah, uh, Alonzo Trier and Jaron Jackson. They both said no way. That's crazy. Because and, think about like top twenty five picks in the NBA. Right. Like like ten years ago, like the most of the time the bet like. The players that stick around the most is the ones that probably wasn't like that good at that time, but they got drafted later. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the Gilbert Arenas's, the Isaiah Thomas's. Like there's a lot. Isaiah was the 50th pick. There's a lot of guys. There's only a few guys in front of him yeah. that's still in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially in that first round. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know who determines like what kid should go. I don't know. I don't think I agree with that one. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Got it. But you had a question. As, as OG of the youth, we had to ask you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with that one. Mm-hmm. I think I think if anybody, I think everybody should be allowed. But I, honestly, I wouldn't advise because you, you asked me what I advise. Yeah, I wouldn't advise. Uh, you know, if if like I, I would say go to college only because you know it gives you a chance to get away from your family and not be a professional. Right. right. You know, and then that that. That is a very valuable. It speaks on so many levels when I'm the way I'm saying it, but that that is a valuable time for your family and for you, for you to be away from your family and not be professional. Yeah. What, what does that mean? It means a lot. What does it mean to you? I, I know exactly what you're getting. At. I, just, <laughs> I know there's a lot of people going to be like, hmm. I think it's going to be a hundred different opinions about yeah. that. But like, Express of course, when 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 you're when you're young like that. You need to establish some independence for yourself, yet keep your innocence. Because, um, like he's saying, if you're if you're away from your family, but you're a professional, uh, you're a millionaire. Yeah. Um, everything's on you. Everything's this on light you. This bill needs to get paid. It's whatever. Need, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That you know, when you're 18, 19 years old, and you're still in college, it's like they got to They got to You know, your family, your friends, everybody that's dependent got to like figure it out. Right. And then while you're trying to figure it out at the same time, right. you know. I'll say this. If you look back at every terrible Hollywood celebrity that's done crazy, crazy stuff, inevitably they're age nineteen. Yeah. If you're a dude, if you're a dude and you're age nineteen, like uh, Justin Bieber, craziest dude on the planet at age Chris, nineteen. Chris it, Brown. All, Chris Brown. Age nine. If you look back, it was when all. So age that period 19. of time, like so if you're nineteen, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, you're fucked if you don't have the proper team around or like school. You know, I, I really feel like, you know, it's definitely a vulnerable age to make mistakes because you're grown. You just became grown. You're a year from being yeah, way 18. too much testosterone just pumping. You, you know, the you know, like you're figuring things out. You on your own. 
You know, that's the yeah. first year of you, like, getting hit to the world. Yeah. You know, everything comes in waves. I always feel like, you know, you got the early 20 waves. You got the, the end of your teens wave. You know, everything comes in waves. So, you know, as I, like, as I get older, I look back at, like, when I was 19 or 20, and I thought I knew everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I look back and, like, you know, and I meet, like, when I meet 19, 20-year-olds, they think they know everything. I don't even try to stop them from, like, having that mindset. Right. It's all a process. Right. Trust the process. Love it. Believe in yourself. Don't ever change. Change for the better. Never have wasted experiences. Yeah. Learn from yeah. everything. This is why I think you, I know, that you're an asset, asset to get back into the NBA, though, not because this would be a talent, but, like, I think that should be appealing to a team. Like, yeah. You got to, like you're saying, I know this young 19, 20-year-old and where you might be a, 60 year old GM from Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> you need to relate to this um, 20 year old kid from yeah. Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. You might need a Jeremy to bridge the gap. Right? Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do think you're going to be back. Uh, I, I see you working out a lot. Yeah. Uh, you're doing all the right things. Yeah. And, and obviously, you have just an incredible mindset. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, too, man. Yeah. You know, it's always good to to get my, you know, express how I feel on things. And, you know, because I don't, I don't really do it. I think it's my, might be my first podcast, like all outside right. of the NBA. We like, broke you in. Broke me in. You, yeah, said, you a, said you was thinking about starting one yourself. I was actually was thinking about starting one. You should. Hitting a lot of topics. I think I think you should. Let you us know, so? man. Let us know. We'll help you. We'll help you get going. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That'll be dope. We'll talk about it. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Till next time. Till right, next man. time.